everybody! Today on the series review, I, Rhea B, will be reviewing Ban This Book by Alan Gratz. I love Ban This Book and it covers a topic that isn't discussed very often in books. Let's get started. Ban This Book really opened so many doors for me. After reading it, I learned that there are so many banned books in not just the world, but the U.S. too. So many great books are on the most challenged books in the U.S., list such as The Hate You Give, Drama, The Harry Potter series, The Captain Underpants series, and many more amazing books. Ban This Book is very similar to Property of the Rebel Li Librarian, which I reviewed on an earlier episode. I'll give you a summary of Ban This Book right now. Amy Ann hates speaking up. Everything she wants to say is tucked away in the back of her brain. The only place she really feels free to express herself is the back corner of the library where she reads every afternoon. She stays there mainly to get away from her crazy household and her extremely loud younger sisters. It's a normal school day and Amy Ann is planning to check out her favorite book from the mixed up files of Ms. Basil E. Frankweiler from the library. When she gets to the library though, she realizes that her favorite book has been taken off the shelves. Mrs. Jones, the librarian, informs Amy Ann that many of the books in the library, including the Junie B. Jones series, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, Matilda, and of course, Amy Ann's favorite book, have been banned. Amy Ann doesn't know what to do. She tries to speak up at a school board meeting, but she just can't. Luckily, her father is able to take her to the bookstore and she buys a few of the books on the list. But then Amy Ann starts thinking about all the other kids who love to read but aren't able to purchase books. She and her friends Rebecca and Danny start a banned books locker library for all the kids who want to read the banned books. It's a battle against book banning and censorship, and eventually the people who feel they need to control what children read. Can Amy Ann speak out without revealing all her feelings, or will it all fall apart before she can fix everything? All the books that I mentioned in the summary are amazing and fantastic books, but that's not where the school board stops. Soon, Bridge to Terabithia, The Wayside School Books, Anne Frank, The Diary of a Young Girl, The Giver, and so many more great books are being banned or challenged. Even if these books weren't that good, they shouldn't have been banned. As Mrs. Jones liked to say, no one can tell you what you can and can't read except for your parents. This is so true. Alan Gratz wrote a fantastic, eye-opening book about the book banning that is still happening in America and the world. Ban This Book definitely encouraged me to be more of an activist and made me want to learn about banning books and censorship. Let me read you a passage from Ban This Book right now. In the car on the way home, I pulled the piece of paper out of my pocket and unfolded it. At the top, I had written why from the mixed up files of Ms. Basil E. Frankweiler is my favorite book. What I had written below wasn't that long, but it had taken me a long time to do it. How do you say why you like a thing? You can point to all the good parts, that you like how they ran away from home to a museum, that you like how Claudia packed her clothes in an empty violin case, that they slept in a big antique bed and took baths in the fountain, that they solve a mystery about an old statue. I like all that stuff about from the mixed up files. But none of those is really the reason why I've read it 13 times and still want to read it again. That's something bigger, deeper, more than all those things added together. How do you explain to someone why a thing matters to you if it doesn't matter to them? How can you put into words how a book slips inside of you and becomes a part of you so much that your life feels empty without it? Is that your speech, Dad asked? Why didn't you read it? Dang it, Amy, and I thought that was the whole reason we came all the way out here tonight. The whole reason we re rearranged everybody's schedules. Your mother and I have a lot better things to do with our time. 
Hot tears poured down my cheeks, and I turned away so Dad couldn't see. I tried to swallow a quiet sob, but Dad heard me. Are you crying? Oh, Amian, I dang it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I know how hard it is for you to speak up. He pulled a bright red bandana out of his pocket and handed it to me. Here, what's the book? I shook my head. I couldn't look at him. I was still crying. Come on, mixed up Mrs. Frankfurter or something? He was trying to get me to laugh, but I was too upset. He was right. Everybody had changed their plans for me, and we'd come all, the way, all that way downtown on a school night, and I had sat there too afraid to say anything. Dad didn't say anything else, but a few minutes later, we pulled into the parking lot of the bookstore. I hadn't even noticed we weren't driving home. Come on, Dad said. Clean, up, clean yourself up now, and let's see if they have your book. Inside, I told the lady at the register the name of the book, and she knew it right away. A few minutes later, Dad brought me my very own copy of From the Mixed-Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. There you go, Dad said. Now it doesn't matter whether they have a copy in the library or not. You've got one of your own. On the way home, I held the book in both hands in my lap. The cover was a little different from the one in the library, and the Newberry Medal on the front wasn't real like the library one. It was just a picture of the medal, not a sticker you'd run your fingers over and feel the bumps, even through the clear plastic cover. But that didn't matter, really. The book and the pictures inside were the same. I was glad to have my own copy, but I couldn't help thinking about that book that wasn't on the library shelves anymore, and how I never would have known that from the mixed-up files of Mrs. Basley Frankly was my favorite book if I hadn't found it there in the first place. I chose to read you that passage because Amy Ann is, it really gives you a good idea of what Amy Ann's personality is like. She's very quiet and shy, and she, she's not able to speak up easily, but when she cares about something, she puts all of her effort into it. It also shows you how the Banned Books Locker Library was started, and that's really important because Amy Ann cares so much about all the other students and about books that she decides to combine her love for both of those things and create a locker library for everyone. That passage is beautiful and really shows you what Amy Ann is like and the kind of experiences she has throughout the book. Now it's time for the author's purpose. Isn't it obvious for this one? I think Alan Gratz wrote this book to inform everyone in the whole world about the book banning that goes on in an elementary school just like yours. He does it in a perfect way so that it's very suitable for younger readers, but also entertains older readers. I think Alan Gratz wrote this book to show everyone how to speak up and fight back for things that you care about. I do have a bit of a warning for you today. Nothing inappropriate is described in great detail or happens to the main character, but the banned books are banned essentially for their talk of puberty and sometimes sex, which is, which is never described in great detail, but younger readers may have questions about the few times it's mentioned. I'd say this book is great for kids aged 10 to 13 or in grades 5th through 7th. Thanks for listening to the series review this week. I will be back next week with another book review or series review for you. I hope you enjoyed this week. Thanks for all of your support. You know how to get in contact with me and the links are in the episode description. Have a great week and happy summer!